Welcome back to the Frisco Podcast. We're only a couple of weeks away from Christmas, but believe it or not, high school football is still rolling for Frisco. The Lone Star Rangers beat Waxahachie last week in a shutout, 35 to nothing, and are moving forward in the playoffs. Up next is Mansfield Legacy. And as always, with the full rundown, here is Mr. Tim Howell. Hey, all right. Thanks, Scott. I appreciate it. Yeah, man, uh, Lone Star football rolling in full effect deep into the playoffs. We're now in the fourth round. It's the uh, regional finals. Next stop is state. So getting pretty exciting. And uh, like you mentioned, we're going to be taking on Mansfield Legacy, the Broncos. Um, They, like uh, the defeated Waxahachie Indians, are from District 10-5A. Now, Mansfield Legacy was the number two seed. They finished uh, their record 6-1 and one in district. Um, very formidable team. We'll get more into that in just a minute. But uh, one thing I'd like to uh, take note of, Mansfield Legacy, their numbers might not wow you if you look at them all season long. But uh, last week they took down a team, and that was North Forney. North Forney had the number one scoring offense um, in this area, in this part of the state, rather. They were averaging, uh, they average over 547 yards a game, man. So, uh, I know, I know it's, it's, uh, it's intimidating. So legacy is a kind of team. They don't have a defense statistically. That's quite as dominant as uh, Frisco Lone Star, but they can certainly stop a very, very good offense. So that's something to think about. And I guarantee you coach Rayburn has already circled the key players to watch out for and all that good stuff. Okay. The head coach of the Broncos, it's Chris Melson. That's their second straight season that they've been in the fourth round of the playoffs. Last year, they fell to Alito. And uh, Alito is a team hopefully we'll be talking about even more in the future because uh, the winner of this matchup between Lone Star and Legacy will take on uh, the eventual winner of the Alito game. I can't remember who they're playing, but Alito is heavily favored. So <clears throat> all four seeds of 10-5A, they won their first two playoff games. Uh, Summit was eliminated last week by Highland Park, another powerhouse. And uh, Waxahachie, of course, eliminated by Lone Star. And uh, back to Alito, uh, Legacy took on Alito. They lost 24-3 in the regular season. Now, this was at a kind of a transitional period for Legacy. Um, at that time, their primary quarterback was a, uh, a right, kind of a gunslinger type, Cam Clark, more of a pocket passer. Um, at that point, in that point forward, they handed over the reins of quarterbacking duty to, uh, well, their stud player. That's uh, Jalen Catalan, and we're going to have plenty Plenty to talk about with him here in just a second. Let's see. Yeah, so he took over, became the full quarterback for sure in week five. And what's interesting about that, Scott, is that Catalan, is, he's considered the eighth best safety prospect um, in the state. Uh, he's being recruited by just numerous D1 teams, including, of note, number one ranked Clemson and uh, OU, too, which is uh, in the top four as well. So he's considered uh, basically a can't-miss prospect as a safety now, uh, for the Broncos, he's a quarterback. <laughs> I tell you, man, the guy can run. He's explosive. He also has a really, really good arm. He's literally going to be in on every play. Um, so if you're broadcasting the game and there's a, uh, there's a tackle made or a play made for the Broncos, if you just say Catalan, you're probably going to be right. So he's the kind of guy they're going to have to key in on for sure. Um, also interesting about the uh, Broncos, they have a lot of two-way players, a lot of very speedy guys. Um, they have a couple of running backs that are also linebackers and safeties as well. Um, so a lot of two-way stars. That's, a, that's similar to Waxahachie. Um, and that was a problem with Waxahachie. You saw it in the second half, of course. Lone Star won 35-0. I believe we were up 14-0 at the half. But uh, by the time it got to the second half, those two-way stars were kind of gassed. 
Now, I honestly don't think that's going to happen to a player like Catalan. He just, I mean, he really just has another gear. Uh, no big deal. He'll be just fine playing both ways. So I don't think we can wear him down that way, but it is something to consider. Now, how the Broncos got to this point, the by district round, they blew out Burleson 42-3. to No problem there. She exploded out of the gates, 21 points in the first quarter. Next up, it was Dallas Kimball in area, 66-7. to Just absolutely destroyed Kimball. Once again, 21 points in the first quarter. Now, last week, of course, against Forney, a very, very, very good team, as we mentioned, that top-scoring offense, it was, uh, was kind of a little bit down to the wire. Uh, the final touchdown was the one that put it on ice. They were up uh, 38-35, and uh, Legacy's running back, uh, Grant Johnson, scored on a 71-yard touchdown run. Now, the problem with that, Scott, it's worth noting, that final touchdown run, it did advance them to this week's roundup with the, uh, excuse me, the Lone Star Rangers. But Grant Johnson, who has 1,778 rushing yards and 22 touchdowns on the season, including the playoffs, pulled his hamstring. And uh, he was listed by their coach as a game-time decision for the Saturday. So, as you can imagine, if they have their store, their uh, stud running back on the shelf, that's really, really, really going to change things about how Lone Star approaches as well as how the Broncos approach that uh, salty Rangers defense. So we'll see uh, a little bit of a breakdown on uh, their offense, the Broncos, their play action, play action. And uh, you know, then some more play action, always in motion. Um, and they're spearheaded by Jalen Catalan. I mentioned he took over week five. Um, he has a thousand 14 yards passing 13 touchdowns to just four interceptions. Um, if the last name sounds familiar, his older brother, Kendall is a freshman at Southern university. And he was kind of a do-it-all type guy, too, also from uh, Mansfield Legacy. Now, on the ground is when Catalan can really hurt you, man. 900 yards rushing, 9 yards per carry, pretty much a guaranteed first down, 11 touchdowns. And uh, as we mentioned, he was the eighth-ranked safety in the state, according to 247 Sports. And, uh, Scott, last year he had 196 tackles, <laughs> two, uh, nine interceptions, and uh, two pick sixes. And he was the wow. reigning Class 5A. I know, man, I'm this, this kid. He's a reigning Class 5A defensive MVP, and it looks like uh, early indicators are that he wants to play at Clemson. And, uh, again, that's a team won the national championship last year, and their coaches were just kind of drooling over Catalan. So he's going to be fun to watch. Okay. And we spoke a little bit about Johnson, who's iffy. He's also a linebacker, so that would really kind of change the way they play on both sides of the ball. Um, their key wide receiver is uh, – hey, what are the odds of you have, you have two wide receivers named Ife? You've got our Ife, and you have Ife Adeyi. He's a wide receiver for the Broncos, 402 yards receiving, 24 yards per catch, six touchdowns, and he's also kicked a 42-yarder, a 42-yard field goal, man, against North Finney. And they also have Michael Chin. He's not used very often, but he's kind of a, uh, a hybrid back slash receiver. 106 yards receiving, that's 13 per catch, no touchdowns, but on the ground he has 170 yards, 21 yards per carry, and a touchdown. Also, they have Nathan Rooney, 276 yards receiving, 20 yards per catch, and six touchdowns. Now, I'm telling you, obviously, it's going to be stop that kid named Catalan is going to be huge. And if Grant Johnson plays, and I think you kind of have to assume that he's going to play, man. I mean, it's the playoffs. He's had a week. Um, I haven't been able to read anything that speaks to the severity of the hamstring. Obviously, uh, nothing, uh, nothing to take too lightly, but there's varying degrees. And, hey, you know, he's 17, 18 years old, man. If you can come back from a hamstring quick, it's when you're a teenager, right? <laughs> so if they, don't, if they do have him in there, it really adds just a very, 
very tough additional element to their offense. Um, so we'll see. I, I think keys for Lone Star, they can win as long as they keep the ball away from Catalan. He patrols the middle of the field. He's almost, uh, well, what they run there, I'll tell you this, they run a 4-3 defense, one gap, which means that they fill up one gap to where it's almost as if they have five down linemen on defense. And Catalan is a guy that can fill up a gap and he can rush a quarterback or he can drop back into pass coverage in the middle of the field. So he's kind of, I mean, he's basically the quarterback of the defense and the offense, if you want to look at it that way. So you got to control him with his play action and all that good stuff. Now, one thing I think that uh, bodes well for Longstar, uh, they really, they really of late have been using their size to their advantage. Remember, MJ Rivers is a six-five, two hundred twenty pounds man, and uh, he's a north-south runner with a lot of speed that can explode to the edges and down the field. You don't want to tackle a guy that big, man. It's like having to go up against a defensive end. Uh, a college defensive end over and over and over again. It can really take a toll, especially if that defense is a little banged up or possibly missing Grant Johnson. Um, yeah, against Waxahachie, that was a primary showcase of that size factor. The opposition really just kind of ran out of gas, Scott. So that's kind of a rundown of uh, what the, what the uh, Rangers are going to be looking against uh, this weekend. And it's going to be at SMU Stadium at 2 o'clock. <laughs> So it sounds like on paper, this is one of those games we would just almost immediately say, okay, this is all Lone Star. They're going to have this one. But there's a reason that that Mansfield Legacy has made it this far, and there is definitely some strong, strong talent we have to consider on the other side of the ball. So in terms of what we're going to see kind of fall out of this game, what do you, what do you, how do you think this is going to roll for us? How do you think they're going to be able to, to take this one? Well, you know, I mean, and uh, it's easy to say. I noticed um, I'm always checking out uh, the Dallas Morning News website to kind of get some info and information on that. They picked Lone Star, and they picked Lone Star to win by a score of 23-22. to 22. Wow. Like, ugh, like a little bit more breathing room in there, please, you know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's... give it some room to wiggle, man. Now, of course, that is, uh, they're, they're assuming that's with a healthy Grant Johnson at running back, um, one of the best running backs in the state. Um, it is, it's going to be much closer, obviously, than last week's Waxahachie game, which I'm still, man, I'm still scratching my head. I had no idea that they'd be able to pitch a shutout. That, of course, is their fourth of the season. Yikes. But, uh, man, this is going to be more of a struggle. We're going to know a lot. And, I mean, trust me, it's, it's not going to be any surprise. It's going to be Catalan running that offense. Um, you know, if you double team his wide receivers, he is just blazingly fast out of that pocket. He's got all kinds of moves, man. Really next level. Also, he's a ball hawk on defense, man. You're going to have to try and keep it away from him. He basically, since he controls the middle of that, uh, that defense, you've got to kind of be careful where he's going and then pick your pass to go there. But, you know, obviously MJ Rivers and the rest, Kirby Bennett the third, are excellent runners. We'll see. I, I don't think they're going to be able to. Oh, man. I'm just going to jump into to a guess for a uh, score, man, final. I think the Lone Star Rangers can put up 31 points to Legacy's 21. So I'm saying 31-21 for a final. Well, there you have it. Now, our record on wins-losses the last few weeks is 2-0. and Our record on being accurate with the score is 0-2. So we're clearly, <laughs> we're, we are clearly, clearly not bookmakers. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. The tea leaves I'm reading, reading are all wrong, usually. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of Frisco parents are happy about that, too. I mean, it definitely feels like a game that Frisco Lone Star should win, but... Definitely not a team you want to take lightly. And, uh, or, you know, sure. once again, we're just going to wish them well. Go out there, guys, take it to them, and we'll look forward to hopefully seeing them in the state championship. 
And when, if oh, they make man. a state, when is that and where is that? Okay, no, great question, man. It would be, uh, I believe it's going to, it's slated to be an AT&T stadium. Um, and just to make things, uh, to make sure, you know, I said it clearly and whatnot, um, they would, if they win this game, there's in two more wins for a state championship. Oh, uh, okay. So, so we're not quite there. Sorry. There. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I said it was kind of confusing. They, they technically call once you get past this round going to state and uh, you're in the state tournament. So it's like a best of four teams at that point. But uh, yeah, man, they're close. And I'll tell you what, Mansfield Legacy is probably the best team they've played. I would say it's definitely uh, the team with the best overall player that they've played. So, you know, we'll see. Control Catalan and get yourself a win is what I'm thinking. All right. Sounds like a plan. Tim, thanks again for the rundown. And for all of you who tuned in, thank you again for joining us on the Frisco podcast. We will talk to you next week with another update on Frisco High School football. Talk to you then. <laughs>